You're listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy, the number one Australian weekly trucking podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies. You can listen to On The Road on the Australian Big Reefs Radio Roadshow and via podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and now also on iHeartRadio. Just search for On The Road Aussie Trucking Podcast, hit subscribe, and leave us a positive review and five stars. We'd appreciate that and it would help us to keep doing what we're doing. On the Road is brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer, leading the way with specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks, and industry advocacy for more than 45 years. Major podcast sponsor, NTI, nti.com.au. Day and welcome back. On this week's show, Mike and Kermie go conversationally toe-to-toe on everything in general and nothing in particular. It's always entertaining when these two come together. In fact, they remind me of Statler and Waldorf. You know, the two crotchety old geezers on The Muppet Show. Oh, what's wrong with you? Uh, it's either this show or indigestion. I hope it's indigestion. Why? It'll get better in a little while. Have a listen. I'm sure you'll see what I mean. Later on in the show, I chat with Lyndall Denny from Women in Trucking. Lyndall's a longtime friend and supporter of On the Road, and this week she shares with us some exciting news about the Women in Trucking Awards that have just been announced. We've got our regular news, plus some great music to take us out from Charlie Daniels. But first, let's open the gate with the late, great Jim Croce with his trucking hit, Speedball Tucker.
I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> G'day, this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24-7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address, bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. So fortunate today, I've just managed to jag five minutes of Kermie's time and he's going to chat with us about what's going on. He's been to the Croyt truck show that wasn't, he's been running around, he's been chopping trees down his backyard, all sorts of stuff. How you going Kermie, what's the story mate? G'day Mike, <laughs> nice to hear your voice mate, it's been a little while since we had a yak hasn't it? It is mate, we had a wax lyrical over that Mercedes Benz last time, we had a bit of a chat, that was fun. We did indeed, and hopefully Daimler and uh, other companies will come up with a few drives in this coming year, now that things are opening up a bit. It's been a hard 12 months for everybody, which I guess is one of the reasons why I've been spending this day knocking branches off trees, but I figured I'd better do that before they decide to fall down themselves and land on the roof of the house. <laughs> That's no good. But I've got to say, you may have read that I went on a convoy to Karoid, the COVID convoy to Karoid. Well, that's right. The convoy that wasn't, mate. Or the truck show that wasn't. The truck show that wasn't? Yeah. yeah. Look, I've got to say it was great. We've all missed truck shows and uh, nationwide. Well, I don't know of any that had happened in the past 12 months and certainly none down here. And even now, shows are getting cancelled. And it was great that something did happen and that was Karoid, which got cancelled. And a mate of mine, Brad Walker, rang another mate of mine, Cheryl McCosker. And Cheryl was a chief cook and bottle washer of the Croix show for many years. Moving across to Gippsland in the last 12 months, he, uh, he stepped back from that role, leaving it with his very able sidekicks. But Cheryl just said, well, OK, I think that we should maybe do a bit of a convoy. So he put it out there and the jungle drums beat loudly in truck land. And look, to be honest, I can't tell you how many trucks were in the convoy by the time we got to Croydon. I'm, I'm guessing around 40. I haven't had a look at my video myself to count them, to be honest. No, I did miss out on a few. But look, it was just a great feel. And it's interesting because it reminded me of the Crawl in the Hume event that we have here running from Melbourne to Albury, which is still on, by the way, people. If anyone's out there, they might like to give Rob French a call okay. and see if there's spaces available. And that's happening, I believe, mid to late March. But if they look crawling the Hume up, they'll find the details there on Facebook. Yeah. So it was very reminiscent of that in that you cruise along and another truck pulls in, you come to a stop and another couple of trucks are pulled in. You stop, you have a yak. I don't know how you explain the feeling, but it's pretty special. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Given where we've been this last 12 months, mate, I've got to tell you, it was even more special. Mm. So we thoroughly enjoyed it. We got to Coroid and the boys drove through town. We went to where the show is normally held at the footy ground there. Yeah. And all we saw were the local boys playing cricket. And that was <laughs> a little bit sad. But mind you, we pulled up in our own little corner and no one had to repolish their trucks ready to win a prize because there weren't any. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a good afternoon and a pretty good night at the local pub. Yeah. 
the town's folk made everyone feel very, very welcome. And look, I think the town was grateful that a bit of money had come into the village. And it is. Caroid is just a village. It is, yeah. It was good fun. And hopefully it's the start of the return of, of some shows. Hmm. There are a couple coming up and the names escape me at the moment, but I'll let you know when they do. And of course, as I said, the Crawl and Hume is still on at this point of time in late March. And then, of course, there's a Brisbane truck show coming up, isn't it? Well, we'd like to think it will, mate, but some of the majors have pulled the pin on it, so who knows? Yeah, a couple have pulled out. Who are they again? Well, Volvo pulled out, didn't they? That's right. And one of the other Euro ones, I think I think it was Scania pulled out, wasn't it? Scania pulled out, yeah. That's right. That's two big holes. Well, that leaves the European market wide open for Damon. It doesn't. <laughs> it does, mate. Maybe they can give us a couple of trucks and you and I can swish out up there and fly the flag. <laughs> be nice if they flicked me a truck so I could drive it up there on their petrol, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives me a bed. That's true, too. <laughs> well, when you say Volvo pulled out, I presume that means Mac as well. Well, I don't know, mate. I expect that it probably does mean Mac as well because they are tied at the hip, aren't they? Yeah, right. Okay, well, that would surprise me if that was the case given their new truck. What's it called? The Anthem. The Anthem. I was going to say Athena, but she was a queen of the gods, so maybe Athena would have been a good name. She was. No, the Mac Anthem, mate. Actually, I've got a mate of mine in Dakota that's got five of them, Anthems. Okay. He reckons they're the best thing since sliced bread. Good-looking truck. Yeah, they're not a bad-looking thing. He's getting some pretty fantastic fuel numbers out of it. He does run all the aerodynamic gear and everything, though, and they're a little bit set up differently to what we run them here in Australia. He's got lazy axles on them. They're single drives with lazy axles, they are. Right, right. I think that gets you a bit of economy. I'll tell you what, they're geared a bit different too, mate. They run a little bit faster than ours. Is that right? Oh, yeah, mate. They'll sit on 70 mile an hour. So that's 121 for the layman. We don't need that out here, do we? (laughs) (laughs) On this recent convoy, I was sitting behind a truck, no names, no pack drill, Mm. but she was a a pretty old beast, and I'm talking well over 30 years of age. Mm. He was trying to catch up with the rest of the convoy, having stopped for an extra cup of tea or something or other, I don't know, and I was sitting behind him. I clocked him at 131. But, of course, we weren't on the ocean, mate. You can't say that stuff out loud. Well, shouldn't we activate the cone of silence? The cone of silence? Yes. All right. Mike. Hodgkins. Yes, sir. Activate the cone of silence. <laughs> it was on a private land, so we'll be all right. <laughs> so, you know, the new truck smoke, if it does 70 miles an hour, as you say, the anthem doesn't matter to us, does it? Because we're all stopped at 100k. Well, 100, 101, I think. Well, mine does 102 flat out with a tailwind. There you go. My 909, but I've been in some that are considerably slower. But, you know, they talk about the getting the fuel economy. I suppose it is one thing that the owners are going to have to look at to try and sort of maximise a bit of the return. The freight rates aren't getting any better, that's for sure. Well, that's true. And it's like the world of cars, isn't it? You've got to keep up with the times. Mm. And fuel economy is right at the top of the tree, particularly in a truck. You know, half a litre or well, a tenth of a litre here and there over the life of a truck. You're not talking pennies as you are with a car. You're talking thousands of dollars. That's right. That's uh, pretty important. The other thing with these anthems is that I believe they've finally caught up with the Europeans in terms of the safety gear. Mm. I will look forward to seeing the truck in the flesh if it looks as good as it does in the photos, which is all I've seen. It. Yeah, they're a pretty muscular-looking thing, but also pretty sleek, aren't they? They are, yeah. yeah. So I look forward to hopping behind the wheel at some stage. If you're listening, Mac Volvo, Volvo Mac, <laughs> more than willing to sprout a few words about your product, as I'm sure you are, Mike. Oh, mate, 
I'll give anyone a fair go. They'll give me one to have a drive over, mate. I'll tell people what I really think of it, if they're brave enough. <laughs> well, there you go. That'll be putting their money where their mouth is. Get that dog barking, mate. I actually used to own a Mac, you know. I had a, a CH Fleetliner back in the day, back around 2002. I bought a brand new one. Okay, what'd you win Lotto, did you? No, no, I was a bit mental, mate. I had my own trucks there for a while, and I was looking for a new truck. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, the CH Fleetliner seemed as though it fit the bill. It had the 470cCRS engine in it and a 12-speed Mac box and all. It was not a bad little truck. I, I quite liked it, actually. Is there really any such thing as a bad truck these days, particularly? I remember writing a story years ago about that. And uh, I used a simile of my darling wife, Rita, whose favourite tipple is $5 job from Aldi. <laughs> This stuff is so sweet that even the ant colony moves on for a better taste sensation. Oh, no, it's not that bad, surely. But she likes it. Rita loves it. And therefore, it's a good wine. Mm. And really, the same is with trucks. You know, you've got guys who love their internationals. You have guys who love their Macs. Mm. Talking about you, Brad Walker, you know, and we know there's lots of people out there that love their Kenworths. Yep. Then the older blokes with the crookbacks just love the European trucks for their ride and, and so forth. So... You know, if you like your truck, then it's a good truck, isn't it, Mike? That's about the size of it, mate. Indeed. We'll be back for the rest of this great chat right after this. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. Sure, we were talking about before. Mm who organised the COVID convoy to Karoid. He actually works for the horse trainer, Siren Ma. I mm-hmm. hope I've pronounced his name correctly, but he spent a bit of time carting his horses around. That might be an interesting story. Hey, yeah. When you're talking about the sort of money you got sitting in the trailers on those trucks. Tell you what, it'd be huge, wouldn't it? We'll see if we can follow that up for your listeners, mate. Why don't you have a chat with him as a, a guest interviewer and we'll run it in the show, mate. I'll do that. I'll do that. We'll knock it over in the next couple of weeks, mate. Sounds like fun. I really do appreciate it. Now I've committed myself, haven't I? You have. And you know how I hate to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Shy, retiring type me. And you know I pay in pies and beer, you know that, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, four and 20, please. That's right, mate. (laughs) I'm old school, mate. And I don't want any of that crap northern beer, please. Let's keep it Victorian. So it's got to be a VB. Oh, yeah. Melbourne Bitter or Carlton Draft, mate. Well, Carlton Draft, I can drink that, and a 4 and 20. I say you're only going to get me something that you can drink as well. <laughs> when are you cruising through uh, downtown Mootown, mate? Well, it's, it's entirely possible that it'll be in the middle of April, mate, just after Easter, because I've got to go and visit my daughter down in Geelong. Okay. Well, it's not hard to divert through Shepparton, mate. Every truck in the world comes through Shepparton at some stage or another. Well, I, I reckon I'll have to do that. I might even buy you a steak at the pub then. 
well, you could do that and I could eat it. <laughs> we could throw a barbecue on and throw some LDI fillet on it, mate. And as Yogi said, mate, that would make us both stakeholders. <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, God, Yogi's got to go and get a life, doesn't he? Been a while since I spoke to him. Have you spoken to him recently? Oh, I had a chat with him the other week, mate. He's just having a bit of a spell there for a while and he's doing a bit of work. Uh, going good. Good on him. All right, the other thing I might do for you, my friend, is, and I've been meaning to do this for quite a while to, as a write-up for Trucking with Kermie, is, is have a chat to my newfound mate, Mike Murchison, who's a truckie over in Canada. Oh, right, eh? You know, some of the conditions they drive in over there, particularly at the moment, of course, midwinter, mm. has got to be seen to be believed. So I might try and get hold of him and, mate, you're going to owe me another slab of Carlton Draft, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Cheap it after the price, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hang on, that was supposed to be cheaper twice the price. Yeah, well, get hold of Mike and we'll have a chat. He's an interesting fellow. He's an Elvis freak. He actually does a bit of an Elvis show in his spare time. Mm. He's got a, a Peterbilt and a Kenworth. Wow. Kenworth W9 and Peterbilt 379, are they? Yep. So he uh, he pulls reefers, as they call them. They do, yeah. As in refrigerated transport. Yep. Only about 50 foot, those trailers that he hauls. 53 footers, mate. There you go. I knew, I knew you'd know the answer to that. And his, his wife drives one as well. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting stuff. So it's about time I did an interview with him. He's uh, He's been very kind to me and given my little efforts a plug whenever he's up on Facebook. He's a bit of a Facebook addict, so... We'll get hold of him as well for you, mate. So that's two. That'd be wonderful. I shall write them down as soon as I hang up because I'm getting old, mate. I've got a memory like a sin. What's your name again? <laughs> Trevor. Oh, that's, that's it. No, look, I'll, I'll just call everyone Mike. That's it. <laughs> anyway, how's that web page of yours going, mate? Is it going all right? Mate, it's going well. I, I got a bit lazy over Christmas, having worked my backside off from the time I launched it. What was that, early June? Hmm. By the time Christmas had come, I must admit that I was a little bit burnt out, so I just backed off over January. Yeah. But now that uh, February's here, back into popping more stories up, close to 3,500 people are following the Facebook page and the website on top of that. Yeah. A few hundred on the website. Most people go to the Facebook page, of course, yeah. as I'm sure you're aware. Oh, yeah, they are, yeah. Look, it's trundling along quite nicely. We'd like more. So anyone out there, if you haven't gone to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook or truckingwithkermie.com, and that's K-E-R-M-I-E and trucking without a G on the end. <laughs> but you've got to tell people everything, don't you? You do, mate, you do. Get on there, guys, and, and give it a like, and we'll try and write stuff that will entertain you and keep you interested when you've got a bit of downtime, as uh, On the Road with Mike and Andy does for you. Yeah, aren't we scratching each other's back here, mate? <laughs> Why not, mate? Someone's got to scratch our backs, mate. Well, indeed. Look, you get out and you have a go, mate, and you hope that you do something for the industry and you... I don't think I'm ever going to get an order of Australia. And uh, from what I've heard, you'll never get one, mate. No, no. Your past records put you beyond that, hasn't That's it? That's right, it has. I'm a little bit beyond the pale in some circles. <laughs> but, well, maybe we can make our own industry awards. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you what, I'll come up with a series of awards yeah. and I'll make sure that you're on that list, mate. I'll have the Duck Shovers Award. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, mate, my backside's so close to the ground, maybe I could have the duck's arse award. <laughs> uh, always been vertically challenged, unfortunately. <laughs> That's right. Well, I don't know whether you heard or not, but we're moving over to Western Australia. I'm going to go over there and drive some big trucks for 12 months, mate. No, I Hadn't hadn't. you heard it? When's this happening? End of March. I'm leaving the best job I've ever seen, had or heard about. 
Okay. We're going to go over there, and it's, it's all being motivated by the family. Our young bloke's got a couple of little children over there that we haven't seen and with all the border closures and things. And Understand. So the boss and I have decided we've, we're going to hook the caravan up and we're going to rent our house out in Sydney and we're going west for a year or so. Oh, okay. So just, yes, all right. So you've got your home base back there. Oh, well, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, well, good luck to you, mate. And, uh, hey, your change is as good as holiday. Yeah, and look, the Drawer family is pretty strong. We're only a couple of hours from my boys. Mm. We don't get to see them anywhere near often enough. And Rita's son, who became my eldest at the age of 17, that was great because I didn't have to change his nappies. <laughs> Missed out on that hard yeah. bit. But he's in England. He's been gone five years now. Yeah. With what's going on over there with COVID, of course, we worry about him and his wife, Mickey. Yeah. So, Steve, if you're hearing this, mate, that's wonders of the World Wide Web. We love yeah. you. And hopefully we'll see them sooner rather than later. Yeah, well, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, mate, good on you. And, of course, you're not going to have any trouble picking up work. Oh, look, I've been told by several people I shouldn't have too much drama, and I hope that I don't. I hope I find something reasonable to do. I mean, I've always wanted to drive up in the northwest, so I haven't had a chance to do that, so it'll be something to sort of tick off the bucket list. Right, you've done road train work in the past, haven't you? Oh, yeah, mate. I used to run out into the Cooper Basin and I used to cart steel up and down between Adelaide and Brisbane with a double road train. You'll have no trouble. The industry's crying out for for good drivers. Mm. You've been around longer than most. so I'm sure you'll fall into work pretty quickly. I don't know how you'll go doing on the road from way up. No, no, it'll all happen, mate. I've got Andy, my able co-host, and I'm sure he'll be able to work something out, mate. It won't come to a standstill, I guarantee that. No, well, good on you, mate. You can always send smoke signals. <laughs> I probably can. You reckon I might have a bit of a drama with telephone connections up there in the whoop? Well, yeah, I'd invest in a satellite phone, I think, if you're going up that way. Yeah. I'm sure you'll work it out, mate. We'll look forward to seeing the continuation. What episode are we up to now? Number 21 we've got live at the moment. Ah, happy 21st birthday. We're talking weeks, folks, not years. That's right. It's well done. Look, thanks so much for coming on and having a chat with me at short notice. Mate, that's a pleasure. It's 2021 and it can't be worse than 2020. It'd be nice if there's a few truck shows turn up. Yeah. Not just for me to go and have a look at. Every truck I know loves going to them. They're proud of the trucks they've got and they'd like the public to see them. It's a great exercise with the public because it shows them that they're not all big, bad, mean, ugly blokes and women. It's a way of showing the world at large what the industry does, and they play a really valuable role, truck shows, to my mind. Yeah, they do. The yuppies call it networking. I call it having a yarn with your mates. Absolutely, yeah. I haven't seen too much networking, mate, at the shows I've been to. (laughs) Your description is much more on on song, mate. (laughs) (laughs) It's been nice to hear your voice, mate. Take care of you and to all your listeners out there. Please be careful out in the road because no one else is going to look after your backside, so you better do it yourselves. And we'll look forward to talking to you soon. I'll come down and annoy you in a couple of weeks. It's about eight weeks away. Look forward to it, mate. It'll be great. Come on, Dan. We've got a bet for you. <laughs> I'm bringing my own, mate. I'm bringing the van. <laughs> <laughs> Our bet will be more comfortable. Trust me. Sure it will. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Thanks, Kermie. Take care, mate. See you, mate. Just a quick word about our sponsors. Go to our webpage, www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au and you can see who the friends of the show are. And if their products are something that you are interested in or something that you may need, please support them because they support us and they bring our show to you. On 
the Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. News time, Mike, episode 22. Are you fit and ready to roll? I've got the beige jacket on today, Richie, for episode two, two. <laughs> Talking about being fit and ready to roll, did I tell you that I've taken up a whole new fitness regime? Oh, good God, really? Yeah. What have you done? I spent an hour on the treadmill last night. Did you? Yeah, my goal for today is to turn it on and give that a try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Meanwhile, back at the news, mm. first up this week, news that the harsh penalties for the drivers of small trucks and buses on the Adelaide Southeastern Freeway will be thrown out. Yes, mate, yes, this is big news. You might remember there were some stories on the current affairs shows recently about people who were getting these fines. There was one guy went down there, I think it was in an F450 or F350 or whatever that was, dirty great big American Ford pickup trucks anyway. Yeah, yeah. And he got knocked off as if he was a semi-trailer and he was beside himself with fury when he discovered the size of the fine. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of people have been caught out this way and it seems that the state government and South Australian police have wanted to save themselves from major embarrassment and they've decided to discontinue these things. There was one of these things that was going to go up into court. Someone decided to contest it rather than pay it hmm. and they've withdrawn the fine. No surprise, really. Frank Pangello said that the test case was scheduled for next week and all the charges have been dropped. The police prosecutors have begun contacting lawyers representing these motorists and advising that they're discontinuing charges and SA Poll would be paying their legal costs. Well, that's a first as well. That's quite a precedent. Yeah. So traffic lawyer Karen Stanley's confirmed the police prosecutors have contacted her and told her next week's test case has been scrapped and all the other similar ones on her books have been scrapped. So there you go. They've decided that those things aren't trucks after all. Can we stop calling them that in the ads, please? Yeah, I wonder where they'll draw the line, where what's a truck and what isn't a truck starts and stops. Four and a half tonne, apparently. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yep, knew you'd know. Well. Now, mate, we're always banging on about the need for more and better driver training for truckies. Yeah. Well, the WA government has announced $6.1 million in funding for an industry-based program to train a 1,000 new truck drivers. Yeah, remember Cam and I had a bit of a chat about this only a few weeks ago. Yeah. And obviously this thing's been in the works for a little while. The interesting thing to me about this is, A, that it's happening, but B, that it's going to focus on more things than just steering. Mm. So a training program is going to set new standards for development of professional truck drivers in Australia, and they want to move forward with a, like a formal apprenticeship program representing the wide range of skills that everyone has. So they're going to be talking about load restraint. They're going to be talking about all sorts of things, all the practical driving lessons that you need to have to actually safely operate. Mm. And they're talking about actually a certificate three in driving operations. Yeah. So... It's a good thing, and I think I might have to just get Cam back on. We'll have a bit of a chat for something to talk about, mate, because it is something to talk about. It is important. Yep. It's been one of my issues that I've banged on about for a long time. I'm personally pleased to see it's happened. Why is it not happening all over Australia? Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously, the WA government's listening to On the Road, mate. Good to hear. Maybe, maybe they are. The influence that we have. <laughs> <laughs> Made in New South Wales, the Labor opposition have called for vehicle registration and CTP insurance relief for small businesses in the transport industry. Yeah, and look, it's not before time either. Now, if you think about it, it's not all big trucks. It's not all blokes driving up and down the highways and all the rest of it. Look, it has to be a realisation that everything gets carried in a truck at one time or another. Big trucks, small trucks, fat trucks, wide trucks, 
big or small, we love them all, yep. as I've heard others say before. Now, there's a song in that. Is there? <laughs> well, if there's not, I'm going to write one. Get one? Sorry. <laughs> right. All right. Well, anyway, big or small, we love them all. Yeah. And the reality of it is a lot of these smaller operators that do the deliveries to the restaurants and do the deliveries to the little shops and all that, therefore, being little shops have been closed, restaurants have been closed, mm. these guys don't have anything to cart, so therefore, they don't have any work. Yep. Makes sense yep. that they get some relief. Mm. And CTP, that's compulsory third party for those who don't know what CTP means. And insurance breaks, registration breaks are something that the government can certainly take charge of. And I applaud the decision. Well, it's a recommendation at this stage, but hopefully it turns into a decision. Sorry, I misread that. I hope you can cut that bit out because I f***ed it up. Yeah, I might just leave it in. <laughs> I beg your button. Okay, I'll do it all again. I've actually found something I agree with the Labor Party on. Mm. Labor Party says the Berejiklian government should consider offering vehicle registration compulsory third-party insurance relief, and so they should. Yes. Good. Yes. Thank you. We spoke earlier with Lyndall Denny from Women in Trucking Australia and they were one of 24 organisations last year across the country who received funding from the NHVR yep. to help improve road safety for heavy vehicles. Yeah. Well, it's on again and the NHVR is taking submissions for the 2021-2022 round six of the $5.5 million in funding available for the Heavy Vehicle Safety Initiative. Yeah, they are. The projects must commence in the 2021-2022 financial year and be completed by the 30th of June 24. Mm. The important thing about this is the applications are closing on February 12. So you haven't got much longer. If you've got to get an application in, go to the website. All the questions are there, as we detailed earlier on in one of our earlier episodes when we spoke about it. Mm. Get in there and get it done because you're running out of time. Time is ticking away. It sure is. Mike, the Australian Trucking Association has said that the federal and state governments have to get serious about reforms to deliver better access for trucks around the country. They certainly do. David Smith, who is the chair of the Australian Trucking Association, has come out and said for too long governments and their agencies have said the right things about truck access without delivering the bold, proactive leadership needed to get real outcomes on the ground. Mm. And he's 100% right. Yeah. And if you listen to anyone that talks about what the infrastructure managers are doing, it's quite plain that we're not getting value for money out of our roads. The road managers should be going to the transport companies and saying these roads can handle these trucks and improving productivity in that way. We've had no real gains in productivity on our roads since we allowed B-doubles on the road. And that's years ago now. So now we've got a little bit of an improvement where you've got some things like some B-triples and that having access to better roads. You've got some road trains getting access to better roads and the A-doubles are sort of coming on now. Mm. You've still got to jump through all the hoops and do all the applications. Mm. These things can be done by governments just gazetting a road and saying that's suitable for A-doubles and you can all use it instead of having people going around having to make applications to use something that should be able to be used. What happens now is people see a truck going up and down a bit of road and they gee, that's the biggest truck I've seen on this bit of road. Can you do that? Yeah. And we sort of find these things by accident. Unless you've got the time to sit and read all the government gazettes and all that sort of stuff and see what all the permit situations are, and most owner drivers don't. Mm. Most small businesses don't have the resources to keep on top of this sort of stuff. Yep. The road managers have a huge, expensive asset that they manage and they should be managing it in favour of the shareholders. And that's the Australian public. Yeah. They don't do that. Funny that. It really should change. Yeah. So I agree with the ATA. I agree with David. And just for the listeners, had an email from the ATA only yesterday, and David has agreed to come on and have a bit of a chat with us on the show. 
and I look forward to either you or I asking a few questions and getting a few answers, mate. Sounds good to me. Mm. Well, what an agreeable little news session that's been this week, mate. Now, nothing to argue about for change. Yeah, everything in agreement. I, though, need to go. I've got to go and try and pacify the bride. She's still quite angry with me. Oh, righto. What have you done? Well, I cooked dinner last night and she tore strips off me for putting ginger in the curry. I had no idea she loved the cat that much. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a tear now. I'll see you later, mate. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au Hey everyone, Kermie here. Hope you're travelling well, staying safe and on the right side of the white line, by which of course I mean the left. I also hope you're tuning in to the On The Road podcasts with Mike and Andy, because if you're not, two things will happen. One, you'll be missing out on some great interviews, a good few laughs, and what's generally going on out there in truckland. Uh, What's the other thing? Ah, that's it. You won't have heard this plug for On The Road. Hmm. Okay then, so, those of you who are already on here, go and tell your mates about On The Road. They can find it on Spotify or iTunes at On The Road Aussie Trucking Podcast. But you knew that, didn't you? Because you're already... Yeah, look, just go and sell them, okay? Cheers and take care of you. When it comes to road transport, safety is everything. Seeing Machines Guardian minimises the risk of fatigue and distraction for drivers and provides real-time monitoring centre analysis and appropriate intervention. Already trusted by more than 400 of the safest road transport businesses around the world, find out how Seeing Machines Guardian can safeguard your fleet, your valuable cargo, and most importantly, your drivers. Visit www.seeingmachines.com. It's always a delight to catch up with Lyndall Denny, CEO of Women in Trucking Australia, and today Lyndall joins us to share some exciting news with us. G'day Lyndall, welcome back to On The Road. Hey Andy, how are you doing? Doing frightfully well for an old fella, thank you. Good to hear, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, how's the weather in your neck of the woods? Beautiful sunny Adelaide morning this morning, just delightful, not too hot. Oh good, pretty much like that in Brisbane, just with the humidity Yeah, that humidity is a bit of a killer, isn't it? It sure is. Now, I don't want to steal your thunder, Lyndall, so tell us the exciting news. (laughs) I probably should preface it by saying that truck drivers are the nation's unsung heroes. Absolutely. Men and women just working 24 hours a day, particularly in this COVID crisis, making sure that frontline workers have everything they need to help us all in food and so on. Mm. We all know too that the industry is overwhelmingly male-dominated and latest figures indicate that female heavy vehicle drivers make up about 2% of that cohort. Mm. So the first time in the nation's history, we have some awards to hand out to female heavy vehicle drivers just to recognise the incredible job those girls do out there on the road. Brilliant. 
the awards are going to tie in with International Women's Day and you've got two categories in the awards. What are they? The first category is the Trailblazer Award. The board decided to call it that. That actually celebrates the women that have gone before us girls out there driving trucks today. These are women who established trucking careers in the middle of the 20th century onwards who had none of the bells and whistles that we girls enjoy today. So these women were out driving at a time when community standards said they should have been at home, you know, keeping house. So a lot of those girls truly are what trucking's all about. So that's to celebrate those amazing women. And the other category or award is Driver of the Year. And that's for all the women out there driving trucks from medium region right up to your massive road trains. And, you know, these girls could be single mums bringing up four children and she's out there working hard to support the family. There's no specific criteria. The only criteria is that she's a female, she's out there, she's having a go. And I guess that then shows other women that, you know, we can all get out there and do it. 21st century truck driving is about brains, not brawn. So if you want a career in trucking, go for it. Most definitely. And having said that, slowly but surely, with more and more women joining the driving ranks each year, I'm sure most of our listeners will know at least one female truckie, someone they respect and admire. How can they go about nominating them for one of these awards? Just pop on to Facebook, onto the Women in Truck Australia Facebook page, and private messages just nominating the female that you'd like to put forward, a contact number for her, and we will call her, get a bit of a story about what she's doing and some pics. On the 15th of February, we will put all the women up for a week, Mm -hmm. their pics and their information, and people can go in and like or love them. At the end of a week, we'll look at what's happening there. We'll pick the 10 women with the most likes in both categories Mm -hmm. and the board of women in trucking will then make the final decision. Fantastic. And when will that announcement be made? The announcement will be made on International Women's Day, which is March 8th. So we're very excited to finally see Australia's female heavy vehicle drivers being recognised for the great work that they do. For sure. Well, it's a big thing for Australia and a big thing for women in trucking Australia. It's an absolute first. They do similar awards in the US, don't they? They do. They do. And it's about time our girls out here were recognised. Mm. There are some incredible stories out there. And every one of these women, they're just inspiring. They're such great examples for women who want to get into the industry. Yeah. Linda, we'll have to get you back on the podcast to announce the winners when it all happens. I'd love to do that. That would be great, Andy. I'd really, really appreciate that. We'll make a date. Thanks so much. I've been speaking with Lyndall Denny, CEO of Women in Trucking Australia. Great to catch up, Lyndall. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Andy. You stay safe and take care. You too. Cheers. Bye-bye. Take us out for this week, a song that needs no introduction, really, by a legendary artist who also really needs no introduction. Having said all that, here's the late fiddle-playing legend Charlie Daniels with, well, I don't really need to tell you the name of the song. If you don't recognise it after the first couple of bars, you must have been living under a rock. Enjoy!
The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, cause I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet and you're gonna regret, cause I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rise up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. The devil opened up his case and he said, I'll start this show and fire flew from his fingertips as he rosined up his bow and he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss and then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this well that brings us to the end of another on the road show we hope you enjoyed it on the road is brought to you by nti australia's leading transport and logistics insurer leading the way with specialist products experienced people accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy for more than 45 years. For all your transport insurance needs, visit the website at nti.com.au. For more on-the-road news and additional features, visit our website at www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au. If you'd like to share your thoughts on the podcast, offer suggestions or just let us know what's on your mind, send us an email to mike at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Be sure to join us same time next week for the next episode on the road. In the meantime, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. The team here at On The Road are great believers in the right to free of speech, and whilst we might not always be in 100% agreement with the views and opinions of our guests and contributors, we firmly support their right to hold and express those opinions. When the devil finished, Johnny said, Well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. The devil bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat. And he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. Johnny said, devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best as ever been. He played, found a mountain, run, boys, run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun.